But I think there's another, there's a more unexpected and perhaps ironic way of reconstituting authority today, a neurotic um, evasion of the reality of our freedom. Um, it's not natural. That isn't naturalism or fundamentalism. That isn't naturalism or fundamentalism, or maybe you'll find that you can fit it into those categories after I've said what I have to say. Uh, but, you know, I think when you have an, an authority, you always have that idea. I think the more intuitive, obvious one is someone will save me, right? If I fuck up, if I transgress, someone will save me. But there's the other way of reconstituting authority, which is that if I fuck up or if I transgress, someone will punish me. And there's a comfort in that. There's there's knowing that, so, that there's still that... Uh, you know, kind we of parent- backed your daddy issues. <laughs> there's still the parental look, but it, it, Freud was right. It explains it right um, that there's still this parental authority who will punish you, and there's a comfort in knowing that that you know hand on your <laughs> hand on your ass is gonna. That's weird. Um, <laughs> the spanking that you're gonna get, you know, <laughs> tells you that there's still a substantial authority there. Okay, I was just joking before, Alex, but now I'm beginning to wonder. Let me let me let me let me continue. Right, so. The way that uh, authority is, is reconstituted, albeit negatively, in the sense that it's anti-authoritarians who reconstituted authority, is by saying, well, look at, look at me, I am now uh, identifying as non-binary and, uh, you know, asexual and uh, whatever, poly, polyamorous and blah, 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 um, and expecting authority to come and tell you that's not allowed. Um, but the authority isn't there because it's just the market. Um, and the market actually, if anything, encourages that, you know, go and see um construct an identity through through your consumption um that's entirely allowed and i think it's even more clear um in contemporary liberal anti-racism and a, a kind of whatever it is now fourth wave feminism um which tries to reconstitute white supremacy or patriarchy as this authority so that it can combat it or rather so that it has something to combat it elevates uh, it, it creates a notion that white supremacy is still with us um, in, you know, whatever, the US or the UK today um, as a way of uh, of having that kind of old authority to, to fight against, as if there's this yeah. authority which is rooted in something other than just the market. And it's like, well, ultimately, that's not there. I mean, while there might be expressions of racism and, uh, you, you know, misogyny here and there, um, which there undoubtedly are, yeah, that doesn't mean that the, 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 the source of contemporary authority in the state is patriarchy or white supremacy it is not yeah. um and so the those liberals who try to or are trying to fight against that are are themselves hoping for the old comfort of uh of the spanking that they get um for transgressing against it but it's not coming that spanking isn't there it's also it strikes me kind of just as you were talking there is another example of the um the kind of appeal to external authority and that is very visible in my own kind of um, field of academic expertise of humanitarian intervention so the appeal to the international community and ultimately to the Americans to intervene um, and very different to kind of a very different structure of struggle and a struggle for freedom than in the past so in the past where you'd have kind of the classic kind of image of third world national liberation was to achieve national independence against um, an external oppressor, in the current condition, the model of um, the model of uh, rebellion is essentially neurotic. So, um, conducting rebellion in order to invoke the external authority of NATO or the United Nations in order to um, intervene on your behalf to defend your human rights for you against the external oppressor. And so, I think the um, there clearly are. Then, I mean, we've already come up with kind of um, other examples of uh, external authority seeking that don't fit into. Um, that don't fit into um, McGowan's naturalism and fundamentalism, and we should explore them in greater detail. 
Um, just very quickly, um, before we get into the next part, it just occurs to me that, that this is why I think the American election is potentially so important, is because um, if it is contested, um, if it does end up being messy, which doesn't look like it at the moment, given Biden's poll lead, but let's say if it does end up being messy, legally challenged, disputed, if Trump is um, appears to be um, reluctant to leave the White House and there's grumbling from the deep state and the security apparatus about what they might do or might have to do and threats of disorder and whatever, what have you, I think that will shred that image of American authority as being at the core of world order. Um, so if there is another type of external authority, um, the idea mm. that the Americans are there to save us, that American authority is there to help us when we screw up, that the Americans are there to spank us, the Americans are there to provide us with Daddy money. Daddy Sam. Uh, uh, yeah, quite so. Um, are they oh, there to bomb us or to provide us with our human rights or to provide us with our money if we um, you know, kind of need to be bailed out? Um, the Fed will be there or um, the American army will be there. And if the core of American political authority becomes contested, then I think that figure of external authority will will end as well. And it'll be shown, the fact that we vested our authority and it will be shown to be just another example of this um, neurotic search for an external authority that allows us to avoid making our own choices for ourselves. And this gets us, I guess, to what Alex was saying, which is the left or what we were both saying, I was talking about it with relationship to third world liberation, and Alex was talking about it with relation to um, left forms of uh, anti-authoritarianism anti of today. Um, and the, this quote, so let's talk about freedom and the left and how McGowan helps us to understand them. And the, this quote is from page 172. So here we go. If one wants freedom, one must discover what happens when there are no external authorities left to fight when the external authorities appear as the mark of our freedom rather than as an obstacle to it. One must denounce, but one must not remain content with just denouncing. The freedom to denounce fails to see that it remains caught up in what it denounces, whereas the freedom that identifies its own limit in the external authority reaches the point of self-determination. So what does this imply for a leftist approach to politics and the state? What do you think, George? I think you've been you've been a bit quiet. You've been a bit intimidated by Alex talking about his dad. So you tell us. So, <laughs> no, I think this is the probably the central point of of the book in some ways, or the central lesson that it can teach us, which is all that we should take from it. Which is that I think this is this is absolutely true that the the contemporary left is content with resisting authority rather than attempting to create a new authority rather than attempting to and that is you know that is um a neurotic process because rather than attempting to recognize i guess that the the authority already exists potentially not actually but potentially in all of us um in our collective ability to control the world and to make decisions unless that's grasped unless that nettle is is grasped and that is a difficult thing to to own up to because it's a massive um obligation or a massive demand on us to, to do something about that until we get to that stage it's going to be a continual process of of looking for external authorities to um to resist and that's and that's a uh, not a progressive emancipatory political um project so and i think that putting it in terms of authority i think is 
is probably I mean I'm I'm sort of I'm thinking maybe that that's what listeners are thinking is that you know are we really defending the idea of authority um and I think yeah this is an important thing that the left needs to um accept that it, there is a lack of authority and it should be put in those those terms um it is about a power that is that is justified and that we see ourselves um as constituting so authority is the right word and this is something which of course, is an, a term that's owned by the right, like the authority of the family, the church, you know, you you should do things, you know, we, you know, you, you have to behave in this way or that way. That's what political authority is generally tend, um, accepted to mean. But actually, if you if you flip it on its head, or you see what the possibilities for creating political authority are, then you can see that this is a this is a major um, gap in in the way that the contemporary left is, you know, to generalize is approaching politics. I, I, just a, a short point that I think that that shows what a disaster both Stalinism and the reaction to Stalinism, as in the 1960s anti-authoritarian revolt, uh, of which we're still, of which were the children still, I think, very much. Um, what a disaster that was, because it's a it's a flight from authority. It's a it's an it's a it's choosing to remain within denunciation. Um, that's what the, that's what politics that's what politics has been, especially left wing politics has been since the 1960s, just denunciation. Um, you know, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Um, but they're not telling you what to do. All they have is power. And I think that's the difference. And that's something that uh, is worth clarifying. What we're saying here, I think, is not a kind of voluntaristic, all you have to do is go and seize power for yourself because, you know, you can do it. We have the freedom. Um, you know, the emperor has no clothes, so just go and do it. Of course not. There's a hu- the, the state it wields a huge amount of power, but it doesn't have authority. And I think that's an important distinction um, that, it, that we have to bring in. Um, it doesn't mean and that, that means st- it, 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 yeah it, yeah it, I mean there will be a confrontation and the state might completely annihilate you that's obviously <laughs> that's still that's obviously very possible um, and and you know but that doesn't mean that we should be looking to the state as an authority against which we should be defining ourselves I think and I think that's the way maybe that that it needs to be looked at and it's very it's very clear that no one's in control. That there are various, if you take, for example, the response to Brexit, the response to coronavirus in the UK, it's clear that there's no one's in control. There is an absence yeah. of there the is right. an absence of, of that. There is various levers and policies and spending of money and attempts to, to do things, but there is no control. And that is a it, it makes you realize how in some ways fragile or fluid the contemporary political moment is. We don't have this you know right-wing fascist um super state in in any context which is which is you know completely controlling us it things are so much more open um, it strikes me listening to listening to you both it strikes me another kind of um it also tells you something about the outrage with which trump's kind of clownish antics and his unwillingness to to act in a, what seemed to be appropriate to the dignity of the office. So this is something which so um, so exercises so many kind of liberals. Um, and I think it's that kind yeah, of because yeah. he exposes the kind of absurdity and pretension of the office itself. And um, that he exposes the lack of authority, the kind of their their submissiveness to those um, the trappings of authority, and this is what really enrages them when he acts, um, when he calls, he undermines the authority to which they've been 
um, they've submitted themselves, but which in fact is is no, you know, he's no different than any other president, but he just behaves slightly differently. And this is what causes them all to lose their minds. Um, so it's, again, I think it kind of exposes the that question of the um, external authority, the kind of the technocratic, the smooth Harvard Mandarin like Obama, you know, that's, um, that is another form of, um, taking comfort in the authority of the um, the lawyer and the technocrat who tells you these are the rules, this is what you've got to do, this is what the experts have told us and what the judges say, and that is another form of that um, external authority seeking. Okay, but let's move on um, to, uh, because this kind of, this question of the anti-authoritarian instincts of the left and how that has um, led us nowhere since the 1960s at least, goes to the question of fascism and resistance because McGowan talks about this as well. And this is, um, so I'm going to read out another quote. This quote is from page 200. Hey there, you've reached the end of a short excerpt from an episode that's been released only to our patrons. If you'd like to join us and gain access to around two Patreon-exclusive episodes a month, please go to patreon.com slash We'd love to have you.